This bonus episode of the unofficial Shopify podcast is made possible through a contribution by Rewind. Rewind is the top-rated backup app for Shopify. Think of it like macOS's time machine, but for your Shopify store. Not only is it one of the very few apps we use in my wife's Shopify store, it's literally the only app that I recommend to 100% of merchants because you will never regret having backups. So if you want to stop living dangerously and start automating your backups right now, check out Rewind.io. We'll talk more about it later in the show with a special offer. Hello and welcome back to the unofficial Shopify podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Elster, recording from Skokie, Illinois, high atop Westfield Old Orchard Mall. And today we're talking about a topic I don't know jack about, YouTube ads. So we've talked about Facebook ads and Google ads and probably some other kind of ad, ad nauseum, but never talked about YouTube ads. And I truthfully, I have experimented with YouTube ads with mixed results. I have been able to drive drive eyeballs, get subscribers, and also waste money in the process. So today, I have an expert who is going to walk us all through the process and what it means for Shopify merchants. Joining us is Brett Curry, frequent guest, CEO of OMG Commerce, a digital marketing agency and Google premier partner. Uh, You may have read his ultimate guide to Google shopping, which is published on Shopify, or listened to e-commerce evolution podcast, which he co-hosts. Uh, he, Brett Curry, and his team manage Google, Amazon, and YouTube ad campaigns for over a hundred growing brands. He's been featured on stage at top industry events like IRCE and Social Media Marketing World, and his articles are featured on industry-leading sites like Shopify, Big Commerce, Woo! Search Engine Journal, and his frequent is a frequent guest on top marketing podcasts like E-Commerce Fuel, This Show, Social Media Examiner, and many more. But most importantly for us, Brett is the author of a YouTube ads masterclass with Ezra Firestone, so I'm sure we will give him the opportunity to plug that. But if he made that, he could certainly walk us through the 100 level of YouTube ads, because that's what I need. Brett, thank you for joining us. Kurt, man, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for that. Let's, let's start with simply, what are YouTube ads? Right, so the YouTube ads that, that we focus on really the the video ads on YouTube and specifically the pre-roll video ads. So those are those skippable ad units that when you go to YouTube to watch, you know, a music video or how to video or whatever, they're the the ad that runs right before the video you came to watch. So those are our pre-roll videos. Google calls them in-stream video ads. So that that's primarily what we run as an agency and what we found to be effective and all kinds of ways to run them and we'll we'll dig into that but that's the primary ad type now there's also one other ad type that can be effective and um those are called discovery ads so maybe if you're you know searching on on youtube for you know how to fix my lawnmower how to fix the dishwasher whatever and then in the results organic results you'll see an ad in there those are called discovery ads so those could work too but but primarily what we see success with is those in-stream pre-roll video ads. Those, those can be fantastic. But as you alluded to, you can also waste a boatload of money with those in a hurry, uh, but they can be fantastic. So when I think YouTube ads, I think the you – know, I load a YouTube video and the ad starts rolling and the, 
that uh, that says, oh, you can skip this in five seconds. So that's like that traditional, it's a video, it's pre-roll, meaning it, it comes before the content. So that that's what I think of when I think YouTube ad. And if you are a YouTube publisher, uh, you're creating content for YouTube, you know, you can run those ads and then you make money off of that. So I've got like 2,100, I think, YouTube subscribers, and that works oh, out. Nice. And I run uh, some pre-roll ads on some of those videos, and that works out to like 50 bucks a month. Dude, yes. Why have your agency, man? Just retire on those royalties. That's, Absolutely, that's fat cash. <laughs> so, I mean, in a way, like running YouTube ads, that is how a lot of you. That's how YouTubers are are largely supporting themselves. In addition to, I'm sure, like affiliate income or uh, uh, sponsored content. So, with those, is that the only that pre rolls that like the 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 only YouTube ad type? Are there other ad types I should be thinking about? Yeah, so really just mainly the the in-stream and the discovery ads, but there there are several different styles or types of in-stream ads. So the pre-roll video, which is what you thought of first, that's exactly what we focus on, but there's different ways to run that. So um, you can have different calls to action around the video. There's one format called TrueView for shopping, which allows you to put your Google Shopping ads right next to the video, which is, which is kind of cool. So then now you got your PLAs listed there right by... Your video. So, so there are different ways to approach that, but yeah, that's the primary kind of large set of, of ads. And it's, it's called TrueView. So TrueView is the kind of a, the general group of ads. And the beauty of it is the advertiser doesn't pay unless a person actually watches. So you don't, you don't pay for impressions, you actually pay for views. So someone has to view either 30 seconds of the video or the whole video if it's less than 30 seconds or the advertiser doesn't pay. So if someone watches for 25 seconds of a 30 second video and they hit the skip button, the advertiser does not pay for that. Oh, so sweet. True view because you're actually there, you're only paying for engaged or, or likely engaged users. You're not paying for people that hit that skip button. Facebook ads are getting more and more expensive. Google ads yes. are, ex- uh, search ads at Google is expensive. How do YouTube ads compare relative to these other channels cost-wise? Yeah, it's a great question. So, you know, some of the, well, let's talk about it from a, a couple of standpoints. So the cost per view can be pretty low, right? And that's that's a different way of thinking about it. Because if you look at, at Facebook, um, you know, you, you could look at a cost per view, but really Facebook is charging you on a CPM. They're, they're, they're charging you for impressions. With with Google ads, with search and shopping, which we, we love to run and still work very, very well, that's all CPC basis, right? So this is a CPV or cost per view. It's just kind of a different way of looking at it. And then it's it's a different mindset, but to give you an idea, you know, we're paying anywhere from a penny per completed view. If the, if the audience is pretty broad, um, you know, kind of the, one of those general rules that the, the broader the audience you go after, likely the less you'll pay per person, the more narrow, smaller focused the audience is probably the more you'll pay per person. So we're paying anywhere from like a penny per view up into the kind of 20, 25 cents per view range we're usually only paying that higher rate if it's remarketing. So we know that hey, these are our card abandoners, these people that visit a product detail page. So we're really motivated to show an ad to them. That's the only time we're paying those, those higher rates. But yeah, completed views are you know a penny to 25 cents. The difference is, and, and where costs can be really different than say search and shopping is the total amount you can spend, right? So if we think about Facebook ads, with Facebook, you know, almost unlimited scale. Now it is getting more competitive and Facebook is, you know, limiting ads in the newsfeed and, and things like that. I'm not a Facebook guy, so I can't speak very intelligently about that. Um, 
but you can you can scale on on Facebook. Where take Google Shopping as an example, which was kind of my first area uh, that I that I kind of fell in love with as far as e-commerce marketing. You can't necessarily scale Google Shopping because you're limited to search volume, right? So if you're right. selling, you know, organic dog food chewables, you know, there's only a limited number of people that are searching for that, and that's kind of the maximum you can show your ad. It's it's limited by query volume. With YouTube, man, there's almost unlimited inventory, so you could spend a ton of money, you know, depending on how you're targeting. So, so to give an example, you know, we have some clients spending one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand dollars a month on on uh, YouTube ads, and some actually spending quite a bit more. Um, but you know, so so the, then we have some that are spending that are just running remarketing on YouTube, and they're spending a thousand a month. You know, so the the cost per view, the cost per user that's engaged with your video can be very, very low. But there's an opportunity to spend a ton on YouTube depending on what your goals are and who you're reaching and, and all of that. Does that make sense? It does. Um, and you had, you'd mentioned, yeah, the, those cost structures make sense. But you had mentioned, oh, it depends on targeting. Okay, that's the thing that really tripped me up that I got confused by when I was trying to set these up for myself, for my wife. I get the like the ad format and the placement and what kind of ad probably works well, but you know I'll, we'll get your input on that. The thing where I completely went off the rails was how to do the targeting. So walk me through walk me through that before we go any further. Sure, sure. So um, you know the kind of the standard remarketing setup is available, and we can dig into that in detail if you'd like. You know, so of course your- I'd like. Yeah, yeah, I think, and that, that's where I recommend people start. You start with remarketing, right? That's where you that's where you test your videos, and that's where you test the whole concept and see if it's working. But you know, that's where we like to look at cart abandoner audiences, and you can build those either in Google Ads or build those in Google Analytics, and and then use those on your YouTube campaigns. Because just in case listeners don't know, YouTube ads are built and managed inside Google Ads, which is part of the Google Ads platform. But you know, cart abandoners, product detail page visitors. You know, people that get into a particular funnel of yours, you know, still building out those remarketing audiences. So all of that applies and, and we can run that. So YouTube. I can. So in YouTube, just as with Facebook or Google, whatever else, I could build a list of card abandoners. Yep. Yep. And then yeah, I could so remarket actually, them with video in YouTube. Correct. So you're actually building that audience in Google ads or in Google analytics. And we, we often build it in Google analytics. So I like, I like the controls there. It's, it's easy to build an audience there. Uh, super easy. And then you just connect that to your Google ads account. And now you can target those people with, with YouTube ads. So yeah, it's great. I mean, we, we always build out kind of a, a cart abandoners funnel or flow, or we kind of break down, you know, based on recency. So like a seven day cart abandoner, 15 day, 30 day with the idea that if someone just abandoned cart a couple days ago, they're probably more likely to convert than if they abandoned cart 30 days ago and have taken no more action. Um, but then, yeah, we can, we can then show YouTube ads to those people Getting them back to the site, reminding them why our product is awesome, getting them all psyched up again, and hopefully getting them to go and 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 finish checkout. So so remarketing is really where we recommend you start because it's low cost. You know it's going to work pretty well unless your video is just awful, um, and, and so that that's an easy place to to start. Now, if you're looking to go to cold traffic or or top of funnel traffic, there are different options. So you can be as as broad and as general as just saying. Hey, I want to target women 35 plus, right? So you're just doing standard demographic targeting. So that's that's all available. I don't recommend you start there because those audiences are massive. Um, so don't don't start there per se. One of my favorite audience types is what's called custom intent, 
And so this is where I don't know, do you are you a YouTube user? I'm sure, I'm sure you are, but yeah. do, you, do you go to YouTube like looking for products or are you more of a when when you go to YouTube you're like looking for music videos and kind of fun stuff or how do you use YouTube? Man, I, I don't make a distinction there. I use it for okay. everything. Okay, great. That's cool. So for me, I, I oddly enough, I use YouTube mainly for like music videos and fun stuff. And, and I will if I'm doing a how-to project, which I try to avoid because I usually just break things and mess things up. Uh, terrible at that. Uh, then I'll use YouTube, you know, to to try to not break something or kill myself. Um, but if you flip it and say, hey, what do I search for on Google? I search for everything on Google. Whatever, you know, movie times. Who was in this movie? How much does you know this cost? Whatever, and searching for products and stuff. So with this audience type called custom intent, you can build an audience of people based on their Google search behavior and then target them on YouTube. So just like you are building out an ad group for search ads where you're saying, hey, you want this keyword and that keyword and this keyword, you can build an audience around, hey, I want anybody that searched for, um, you know, CB radios or radio, you know, radios for a Jeep or whatever, like, you know, all these keywords that that fit your product they've searched for that on google now you can put them in an audience and target them on the next time they're on youtube browsing and looking at whatever music video you know funny video whatever now you can show your ad to them so custom intent super powerful for a lot of our clients that's their that's one of their best audiences um, not always uh, the best but but often you know one of the best so that's custom intent uh then then you've got affinity audiences which affinity audiences that's kind of based on like ongoing behavior. So, and some of the affinity audiences are, are fitness or travel or luxury cars, things like that, where as a, as a user, they would identify Kurt as, hey, Kurt visits luxury car sites, right? Tesla and things like that. He, he's, he's a luxury car guy. You know so me. They, <laughs> yeah, and your car is awesome. Um, so you could target people based on that. We've got an automotive client that we, we build audiences just, just like that. Or, or rather, that, that affinity audience is pre-built. So now you're just selecting it because Google's already put those people together. Um, then you can build what's called a custom affinity. So Google's got kind of these standard affinity audiences that are based on their preset rules. And, you know, this is, like I said, travelers or yoga or, or luxury cars. But then you could also just give Google a list of URLs and say, Google, look at these URLs. I want people like that. People like those that visit this site. So it could be, you know, Hot Rod Magazine or Motor Trend Magazine or a variety of things. Or to be sneaky, and this is kind of fun, it could be your competitors. So put your competitors in a, an audience and say, hey, Google, build me an audience of people that look like that. And, and then Google will build an audience of those people, and you can target them the next time they're on, on YouTube. So that, that's, a, that's a few of the ways. Um, you can also target people based on keywords in YouTube. And so that's why I kind of made that distinction for some people, what they search on Google is vastly different than what they search for on YouTube. Other people, it's kind of a blend. It's all the same. But that's another audience targeting type is keywords on YouTube. You can target based on that as well. So so lots of options. I recommend you kind of find, okay, this, this custom intent as an example. So let's build a list of keywords before typing in on Google, target that on YouTube. But then let's also layer in some demographics, right? Let, let's then also narrow that a little bit more and say, yeah, but I only want men 25 to 54 or something like that. So those are the, the few of the audience targeting types. There, there are more, but those are some of the kind of the better, more exciting audience targeting types. Does that make so, sense? Absolutely. So it sounds like um, a lot of the, or nearly all of the strategies and tactics that if you're an advanced Facebook marketer and you're comfortable yes. with that stuff, we're going to change 
your toolbox, but it's the same, absolutely the same approaches will work um, here, especially to like start and test and tune. But the same like, all right, let's let's uh, let's remarket to carded abandoners and let's run multi um, multiple campaigns to them and let's break them down by how long it's been since they visited the site. And all right, now let's target people based on. Um, uh, interest-based targeting like an affinity audience and then let's divide that's too broad and let's narrow it down by demographics that we know about our customers and okay let's target our competitors like that's all stuff that we do now in facebook ads we can yep. apply the yep. same and we're using videos of course on facebook so we can apply these identical strategies into youtube so long as you could you know let's say if you could master facebook business manager that i swear changes every single time i log into the darn thing <laughs> yeah. like yeah. you could take some time and figure out the, the Google dashboard. Let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up. Human error happens. Maybe you upload a product spreadsheet with errors and wreck your product catalog, or you accidentally delete a collection that you didn't mean to. Common myth, Shopify can help you restore things you've deleted or accidentally changed. Untrue, it can't. Myth busted. Shopify has no native backups. So what do you do? Use Rewind. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or rogue collaborators gone bad. It's like a magic undo button to recover from the smaller mistakes, like when you've installed an app and it messes up your theme, or bigger disasters like CSV imports gone awry. Trusted by over 20,000 businesses, from side hustles to the biggest plus stores like Gymshark and Movement, Rewind will save you from your next uh-oh moment. Check it out at rewind.io or search Rewind in the Shopify app store. And when you do install it, email help at rewind.io, mention the unofficial Shopify podcast, and get your first month absolutely free. Okay, the one thing I need to know then is, in Facebook, we're, we need to watch our, our key performance indicators. What are some of the, the KPIs in YouTube you're using to measure success and efficacy of these campaigns? Yep. So, I mean, ultimately, you know, the, the campaigns we're running and, and I assume, you know, everybody listening to this is going to want to do the same thing. We're really measuring sales, right? So we're measuring either CPA, you know, cost per acquisition or cost per conversion uh, or return on ad spend. So ROAS. So we're looking at either one of those two things. So, I mean, that that's ultimately what we're trying to, to get to now. You know, if you look, if you're going after cold traffic on YouTube, you probably shouldn't have the same return on ad spend goals for top of funnel YouTube as you would for Google shopping as an example, right? Google shopping is right. Google shopping wallet out, ready to go. YouTube, totally. it's like a commercial. You're interrupting someone who's just like, I just want to watch stupid burnout videos. Why do I got to watch yeah. your ad? Right. Yeah. It's going to be different. <laughs> exactly. Now you can, because of some of the intent targeting and things like that, you're, you're, you're not just throwing it to the wind and saying, you know, targeting anybody, but you're saying, Hey, you know, these people are probably have some interest in my product potentially. So let's show them an ad. So you're, you're getting closer, but yet still they're, they're at YouTube for some other reason. They're not there to make a purchase. And so, so your goal is going to be a little bit different. So we want to measure CPA and return on ad spend, you know, which, whichever is a better measurement for your business. And there can be reasons to go one way or the other. So that's the ultimate thing. But some of the other early indicators, because sometimes you need to give a video and an audience a little bit of time, like to warm up and say, okay, how is this going? Uh, and that's where, and, and it, like I said, I don't manage Facebook, but I know, you know, Ezra used to teach and some other people used to teach on Facebook. Hey, if you run an ad set on, on Facebook and it, it gets to your CPA target, you know, if that's 35 bucks, if it's 35 bucks and doesn't get a conversion, kill it, you know, move on. Um, you can't really do that with YouTube. And I, I can talk about some of the details why you have to kind of let it warm up a little bit. Um, but in the early stages, 
you're looking at a few things. Uh, I would definitely want to look at view rate. So that's just the percentage of people that see the ad that actually view it. So they actually watch it to the billable point, which again is 30 seconds or the whole video if it's less than 30 seconds. So what percentage of people are actually viewing the ad? And typically, you want to see that no lower than 20% to high teens. If you start getting into like the single digits or low teens on view rate, the ad's not very good and Google's going to stop showing it. They're going to say, hey, there's really not enough people that like this video. And so you're just going to see your views and your impressions and everything just keep going down and down and down until it flatlines. So, so pay attention to that. Also, pay attention to your CPC. So now that's maybe confusing. You're like, wait a minute. I thought you said we're bidding on a CPV. I thought you said we're paying for views. And it's true. We're paying for views. But Google will still calculate your cost per click. So they'll still calculate that and show you what that is. And then that's the other thing I would look at where this is something we pay attention to. I don't know if everybody does, but you know, revenue per click for visitors to a site. So we can kind of know upfront, like, hey, if this, if this YouTube campaign, if it's getting $3 CPCs, there's no way we're going to make this profitable. We just know based on our conversion rates and average order value and all that, there's no way we can get that profitable. But if the CPCs are like $1.20, yeah, we can probably get there. Like this will probably be profitable. So definitely pay attention to those two metrics. I really key in on those. Um, and we can kind of watch trends as we launch new campaigns and see, hey, this is, we're off to a bad start initially based on these metrics, you know, what should we do? Um, so those are things I pay attention to, but with the, with the ultimate goal of, are we hitting our CPA target? Are we hitting our return on ad spend target? So. Okay. Good answer to that question. Going backwards a little bit, uh, it probably should have asked this earlier. Who are YouTube ads right for? Who are they not right for? Like, you've got, You've got a hundred clients. Clearly, you have a picture in your head of like, okay, these like this kind of person is a good fit. This person isn't. Walk me through that process. Yeah, so I think on the on the remarketing side, it could work for almost anybody. Um, you know, if there's even a little bit of a story to tell, if you've got some video testimonials that you can show someone, I think on the remarketing side of the equation, it, it can just work. Like I think it works for most people. Uh, I, I like to look at, you know, how how driven is your product by search versus how how much of a uh, is your product does it lend itself well to interruption advertising? So I'll give you an example. So let, let's use automotive as an example. We've got lots of clients in the automotive space and different different sectors. But let's say you just sell obscure parts, right? So I'm selling I'm selling bumpers. I'm selling uh, oil filters only for Teslas, things like that. Well, that, that's, that could be an okay YouTube campaign, but really you should probably just dominate search and shopping. Like if someone needs an oil filter for a Tesla, they're going to be looking for it. You know, getting this broad audience on YouTube probably isn't going to be effective versus maybe I have a product that lends itself really well to interruption advertising. And I would also say like if your product is, is great for Facebook, if Facebook is rocking for your product, then YouTube almost certainly will as well. There's some nuances and there's some differences with your ads and things, but if it's working well on Facebook, it'll probably work well on YouTube. So example, a uh, client with this kind of specialty hair accessory for women. Uh, you kind of have to see it, like, but if you see it in action and you're in that audience, you're like, oh, it's phenomenal. Like, I love this product, I wanna try it, where there may not be a whole lot of people searching for that, right? So that's an ideal YouTube client. So if, if there's a story behind it, if you know you can you can sell it through video, which most products you can, then then I think YouTube is a great fit. So, I can, but I really like that Facebook test. If it's working well on Facebook, it'll probably work well 
on YouTube. And then in a broader sense, I think remarketing can work for just about any e-commerce business. There, there could be some exceptions. Um, but yeah, that, that's the way I would look at it. So I, you started to, to touch on examples of good video ideas, and it was uh, customer testimonials, which that's hugely powerful. Yeah. And yeah. Um, was the, oh, telling a story. Walk me through uh, examples of good ideas for good YouTube videos. Because at this point, like it, the tools are democratized. If you own an iPhone, you could be shooting your own videos today. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, it it doesn't have to be hard, and that's like the kind of format and quality that is almost expected in YouTube. You don't have to get crazy with it, um, and I think it it can lend some authenticity to it. Like my videos, I just strap my phone to my windshield or to my sun yep. visor and go. It doesn't have to get crazy. So tell me, what are uh, give me like your tips, keys, examples, formats, idea? Get, give me everything. Brain dump on me Absolutely. to get me going on making a good YouTube video ad. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, this this part's really really fun, and, and just kind of a. a Caveat, we, we don't do the creative side, so we don't create videos, but um, I did kind of in a previous life when I was working in TV, and, and we've got a real good eye for it. I, I just did uh, like TV placement, so I was a media buyer for TV, and I uh, did some production, and yeah, yeah, so back in the, the early days of my marketing career, I did TV and radio, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, did you do you TV as well, or is that what you asked? No, I just thought it was cool. Yeah, 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 so it was, it was totally fun, and I still kind of pay attention to that world a little bit. Um, but, but yeah, so the thing you have to remember is that you've got five seconds, right? You have five seconds to hook the right people and maybe even just push the wrong people away. Like it's okay if people hit the skip button if they're not interested in the product. So that's where some of the tactics on um, Facebook where maybe you're just kind of trying to shock and awe someone into watching the video. A lot of times with YouTube, you kind of need to get to the point where you say, hey, are you tired of this problem? Or have you dealt with this lately? Or hey, are you looking for this? You know, where you're where you're getting to the point pretty quickly and hopefully you're kind of at least teasing, hinting at or just coming right out and saying, here's like major huge benefit, you know, uh, throwing that out uh, right out of the gate because you've got that magical five seconds. Because most people and when I talk about YouTube at events a lot, I say, you know, how many people you've gone to YouTube to watch a video and the ad pops up and you either in your head or out loud or cursing Google and, you know, everybody's hands go up. And then I say, but. Has it ever happened where you got hooked and you were planning on hitting the skip button, but on a few videos you didn't? And then, of course, everybody raised their hands for that, too. Um, so that's your job. Like, you've got to make know that they're upset that they're seeing an ad probably for that first second or two. Change their mind. Make make the right people interested. So in terms of production value, you're absolutely right. Um, we do have some clients that have spent some money with with agencies that, that know how to, to create ads that convert or, you know, you see like the Harmon brothers, which I think they're phenomenal at. Oh, they're amazing. Well, tell us yeah, for people the, who don't know, cause this has come up before is like tw- on two different episodes as phenomenal examples of storytelling. What, tell me about uh, the Harmon brothers. Yeah. So, so this is, I remember when I saw the first video, so, so I'm a, I'm a direct response guy from long ago, you know, read Dan Kennedy books and Jay Abraham books and, and took a copywriting course. I don't want to be a copywriter way back in the day. So, you know, really used to like sales uh, psychology and, and, and what gets someone to buy. And I remember the first Harmon Brothers video I saw. Oh, it was uh, it was Poopery. Uh, so Poopery is a great one where shocking, funny opener, you know, this cute, petite British girl in a bathroom, you know, just total pattern interrupt. Um, but then as, as she's weaving in these funny one liners, she's selling the product and she's making you say, oh, that is unique. Oh, we'll do that. Well, that's crazy. That's funny. That's cool. Oh, man, I love that. I love that feature. I love that benefit. 
where a lot of businesses, I think a lot of the, the bigger ad agencies are great at creating something that's funny, but doesn't drive home the sales message at all. Uh, but that, that's, the, I think the Harmon Brothers are just, just some of the best at that. So Poopery is an example, Squatty Potty is another example. Um, they don't just focus on bathroom products. Uh, they, they also, a uh, purple mattress is a good one. So the Goldilocks purple mattress video. Uh, I love one uh, called chat books. It's a, uh, it's a great video it features a stressed mom trying to capture all her memories from Instagram and put them into a, a printed book. It's a, it's a great video. Um, so they're really good at, at weaving in humor and they, they kind of have these little interrupts every, you know, five or six seconds, something funny, something dramatic, but always weaving it back. Uh, copyrighted, we call it the golden thread, the golden thread that just weaves through everything, bringing it back to the benefit, bringing it back to the, you know, what, what's, what's really the real reason why someone would buy your product. As a, as a recovered direct response copywriter, do you have a favorite book or resource? Because copywriting is like the biggest, I think that's, that's one of the, um, the biggest struggles as for a developing that skill set. Like there's a lot of things that you're pretty quick and easy to learn if you put the time to it. Copywriting, it's tough. Like for me, it was, I, I read The Brain Audit by Sean DeSouza, and that was the first book where I went, oh, and it just clicked. What's yours? Yeah, so I read a lot of the kind of the old school books, and then some of these still really apply. You kind of have to take the, the nuances and, and you know, apply it to, to modern day. But I love, I love Tested Advertising Methods by John Capel's old book um, written in 1932. Whoa. But this was a guy back when they, when they were, you know, he was testing ads. Those were it was originally published. They updated it a number of times, I think even maybe up to the 60s. But um, great book, really gets into the psychology of selling. And, and I believe human nature hasn't really changed. Like we're all still, we still want to know what's in it for me and what are the benefits and why, do, why should I care? You know, I, I care about me. I don't care about your product. Um, so, so it kind of goes into some of that and he, he tested everything he did. It's a phenomenal read. I like Ogilvy on advertising, another old one. I think it's more like the 60s, David Ogilvy. Or that one's Sorry, classic. Classic. Really gets to, hey, what are what is the what is the differentiator? And then like one of one of his famous ads was uh, for Rolls Royce. And you know, he rode in the Rolls Royce and and you know, they're trying to think how do we how do we convey that it's a luxury ride and it's quiet and all those things. And so the headline he came up with was that at 60 miles an hour, the loudest thing you'll hear is the clock. That's right. Brilliant. And so it's like yeah, it's brilliant. So it's like it's, it's and that's one of those things where I think sometimes we forget about the old school, you know, the, the godfathers and and you know godmothers, whatever of, of advertising. We we forget that, dude. They were they were pretty sharp. And so so looking at some of that that psychology and then translate that into what's working now. Um, I know Daniel Harmon just wrote a book. I don't know what it's called. I've not read it. I just I love their stuff. Scientific advertising, another old one is is great. And then. Um, I like uh, I like Dan Kennedy's Ultimate Sales Letter and some of kind of his copywriting books are, are really good as well. So so yeah, I think immerse yourself for me, and I, and I think you're probably the same way, Kurt. It, it's fascinating to me, like psychology of why people buy, why they yes. why things sell. So so I, I like read that stuff on vacation. It's enjoy, it's enjoyable to me. Um, so yeah, th- th- those are some of the some of the ones I would recommend. Cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of what else. Well, all right. Uh, I got another one. What uh, who do you look to? You mentioned the Harmon Brothers, um, and I'll link to them in the show notes if you go to their site. Like even the headline immediately gets you. It says like drive a crap ton of eyeballs, um, <laughs> yeah. and they yeah. had some great examples of ads. Do you have uh, like a good one? Um, 
I like is uh, the ads that Michael Jammin, who's on the show, did with uh, for his wife's store, Twirly Girl. They've got some some yeah. really great ads. Do you have uh, any other examples of like this is this is inspirationally fantastic? Yeah, I'm always on the lookout for for good stuff. So I'll share it with you a couple other good ones. Um, I really like Grammarly, and Grammarly kind of has the you know it's it's a tool to kind of help you with your grammar and emails. Oh, I and, use it. Yeah, I would be sending like I send stuff with typos all the time. It would be a hundred times yeah. worse if it weren't for Grammarly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Grammarly has this great video and it's kind of it follows a formula too where it's like okay let's think of all the people that would use grammarly okay we got you know recent graduate looking to apply for a job we've got professional dude you know that that's using it trying to look professional we've got a professional woman in business we've got you know a restaurant owner so so the course of the video and this is one with there's some production value probably not super expensive but they, they spent some money hired actors to do this but you know, the, each one just kind of tells their story. And, and it's not authentic um, testimonials. It's their actors, but it comes across as really authentic. Um, so it's like, hey, you know, before I send my emails, I, I just run it through this and it works. And, and you're just explaining the use case and how it's saved their hide and made them look way better because of um, a bit because of, of the tool. So that's a really good one. I also that there's a great video by Fiverr where uh, it start, I think it starts with this lady coming into a boardroom. You know, she's professionally dressed, blonde, you know, really cute. She comes in with a, with a chainsaw and like cuts up the board. And, and then it, it plays into like how you can solve any business problem with, with fiber. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Cha- <laughs> <laughs> you solve any problem with a chainsaw. I'm a believer in that. I actually posted a picture on Facebook of me with, with a chainsaw. You know, uh, actually I saw it and I was like, oh, this guy's having fun. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't used it yet. It's been winter. I haven't, uh, haven't but I'm about to break it out. Uh, but it kind of weaves in like, hey, Fiverr's for, for people to get stuff done. And then it goes into all examples of how you can use Fiverr. So that's that's a great that's a great example too. Um, I love that this is kind of more of a sham wow boardwalk pitch, but um, uh, Flex Seal is kind of a direct response, almost like a like an infomercial. Uh, shorter. Yeah. Certainly, uh, yeah, really anyone who's owned a television in the last eight years has seen a Flex Seal ad. Flex Seal, yep. And that's one of those like you could take that formula, tone it down a little bit, you know. But but that formula could really work. And uh, oh, and I, I just thought of one other thing I was going to say earlier. Uh, we we're talking about production value and what you need to do there and stuff. I think it's so much more about the story yes. and about being authentic and being believable. But that's really all that matters. Like like high production value. Yeah, it could work. It could work really well. Uh, if it's authentic and if the story is told well, low production value with your iPhone, yeah, that could work. If it's authentic and if the story is told well, so uh, that's that's really what what matters. Um, some of our best videos that we've run are mashups of testimonials. So it's real. It's customers like going bonkers for how great the product is. It's it's a mashup of that with a call to action and some some headings and things like that, and and that can work beautifully. So lots of examples. I will say though, this is harder to get right. And this is kind of the X factor, you know, talking about Google search, text ads, Google shopping. It's fairly easy to get those ads to work. You know, there's not a ton of creativity there. There is, I mean, you, you can write good copy in your, in your search ads, but relatively speaking, that's pretty easy. Getting a video right is harder. And that's again, why I would say, Hey, test it with remarketing. You know, so if you've got these concepts for videos, Test it with remarketing. You're not going to spend a lot. Check what the view rate is. See what the conversion rate is. Use that as your your kind of your testing campaigns before you spend a lot of money on on cold traffic. 
Okay, so let's do some recapping before I want yeah. you to sell me on your YouTube Ads Masterclass. Yeah, sure. Uh, the, uh, so number one, start with remarketing. It's always going to make your life easier. So start with remarketing. You could remarket to – you want to pick just – you're feeling overwhelmed, You want but you want to get into YouTube Ads. You want to pick just one thing. I think you would say card abandonment remarketing, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. That's always okay. the best audience, card abandoners. Yep. Focus on – don't worry so much about production quality. You can. There are fantastic, effective videos out there shot and edited on smartphones. Focus on the message, the story, the quality of your content, not the quality of production. And that's going to let you iterate, revise, test on many video ideas rapidly. And then if you have one that hits, okay, now turn around and or let's make like a really polished professional version of that, right? Yep. Yes, yep. No? Absolutely. Okay. 100%, yes. um, and with that, okay. Test different videos, and then use as your your metric here. Like you've got your standard KPIs, but the new one we need to look at is view through rates (VTR). Yep, yep, yep. Because that's going to give you an indication of is this resonating with with someone. And if the view rates are low, then it's either you're targeting the wrong people, or the video is just not it's just not landing. It's not hitting home. People are not liking it. And know that that low view through rate is going to limit you because Google is going to stop stop showing your ad so much um, if it's not getting a good view rate. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, I'm, I found a video from you that's great. It's you just giving, hey, here's my ad tips in nine minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can appreciate Brett's glorious salt and pepper beard. He's, just, <laughs> he's got a silver fox beard going. I'm jealous. Yeah. Yeah, uh, thanks, dude. I really resisted <laughs> that beard. I resisted that beard. When it first started to turn gray, I was like, dude, I got to shave this off. No. My wife said, no, it makes you look distinguished. I said, that just means old. Uh, but finally, I had a few people like, hey, no, just keep it. So I did. And whatever. So yeah, yeah. listen, pepper. the Travago guy changed things for us. Once that he came out as like fabulous silver Fox, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm embracing the gray hair. I got Thanks, my grays coming in. Yeah. <laughs> I like it, man. Embrace it. Do it. Yeah. Okay. So back on track here, you have a masterclass you did with Ezra Firestone. Everybody loves Ezra. Tell me about it. Yep. Yep. So Ezra is phenomenal. Good friend of mine. We, we actually run all of his Google traffic. So search shopping, YouTube, Google display network, stuff like that uh, going very well. And so, you know, I guess maybe a year ago, Ezra and I started talking about, Hey, we ought to do like, we're doing some cool stuff with YouTube and it's getting better all the time. Let's, let's create a course. And so as, as you know, being, being around this game, like creating a course is a ton of work uh, kind of consumed me for a while, but the, the, the benefit of the course is it walks through everything. So from, you know, kind of all of our top ad templates where we're saying, hey, follow this formula, you know, and, and obviously use your own creativity and, and your own nuances, but follow this formula for your ad, it'll, it'll probably work. So we kind, of, we kind of lay out some of those best there, lots of examples. We go through that a lot. We also go through details of campaign structure. So different campaign types and subtypes. We, we walk through that and exactly how to set it up, exactly how to build those audiences, how to do it the right way, some pitfalls to avoid that, that could mess you up in the way you build those audiences. Let's talk about bidding. So, so there's some great new bidding options that have really revolutionized YouTube where you can kind of leverage Google's smart bidding technology, but you kind of have to know how to set that up. And so, so we walk through how to set that up. So it's kind of, kind of from start to finish, like this is how you build remarketing campaigns, how you build top of funnel campaigns. This is, this is how you build it. This is how you measure it. This is how you optimize it. You know, it's really designed to be pretty all-encompassing. Um, and, and Ezra and I did like a longer webinar. I think it's about a 90-minute webinar. We kind of go through all the details. Obviously, you can check that out as well. 
uh, we can link to that if you want, um, just so we can see that too. But yeah, that's that's kind of the idea. So if you want to use YouTube ads, it's a great place to start to get trained or to train one of your people to to learn how to do it. Very good. And lastly, where do I go to find this stuff? Where do I go to learn more about you? Yep, absolutely. So best place is omgcommerce.com. That's our agency site. Got some info there, links to some resources there. So check that out. Uh, you mentioned the podcast, so ecommerceevolution.com or wherever you like to find your podcast, we're, we're there. So check that out as well. But yeah, those are the best two places. I'm also on LinkedIn and Facebook, so you do that too. But um, yeah, the web- websites are great also. Beautiful. I'll check it out. Thank you, Brett. This episode was made possible by our friends at Rewind. Automated backups with Rewind mean one less thing for you to worry about and spend time on. Most mistakes happen when stores are being updated, customized, or otherwise worked on. Feel confident when you invite consultants or new hires to work on your store and protect your reputation. Or maybe you're a Shopify partner like me. Why not join leading Shopify agencies like BVXL, BlueSwitch, Milkbottle Labs, and more in the Rewind Agency Partner Program. Learn more at rewind.io. The unofficial Shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle LLC. We'll be back next week with more value bombs for Shopify store owners. If you're looking for more high quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at eCommerce Bootcamp. That's eCommerce-Bootcamp.com.